Welcome to the Bumpaholics Podcast. The Bumpaholics Podcast serves our community by providing education on fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, lactation, and parenthood. The overall mission is to support expecting parents so they can be more well-rounded and empowered to make informed parental decisions in their journey through parenthood. Now sit back, listen in, and join us for today's episode of Birthopolis. Welcome to Bumpaholics with KCWM. Be sure to follow us on all of the things. So Facebook, Instagram, MeWe, YouTube, and TikTok. Our handle is at KC Women's Ministry. Um, I am Brittany, and I am a birth and bereavement doula. Hi, I am Kristen Mason. I am a childbirth educator, a fertility, postpartum, and birth doula. And today we are going to be talking about what a birth doula is. All right. I love this topic. So, Kristen, can you tell me a little bit about the definition? What is the definition of a birth doula? So, we're going to use Dona's definition for today. So, a doula, according to Dona, is a trained professional who provides continuous physical, emotional, and informational support to a mother before, during, and shortly after childbirth. It is to help her achieve the healthiest, most satisfying experience possible. Wow, that sounds pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... That's a great definition. What does that mean? What does a doula actually do? So a birth doula is going to be a person who is supporting you through your pregnancy and through your labor, um, birth, delivery, and shortly after. And they're going to be helping you achieve your birth of what you prefer. They're not going to be giving you any kind of medical advice. They're not going to be um, forcing their opinions on you, or they definitely should not be if they're practicing within scope. Um, and they're essentially going to be there to kind of direct you, refer you to information that you need, and then they're going to support you. Um, if they have received formal training, then they'll know a lot of different positions that can make you more comfortable, counter pressure, different tools that we have to make labor um, less painful, more comfortable, and they should be there to support your entire family as well. Wow. So are they going to help? help if I'm pregnant are they going to help me prepare to have the baby like I don't know that much about birth maybe and mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm looking up will they help with that in that preparation absolutely so a birth doula should be able to help you make a birth plan um some of you may or may not know what that is um generally you try to keep them to about a page long to encourage all of the medical staff to be able to read it you don't want it to be so long that um they don't finish it so wait does that mean I have to write something out? I thought I could just check a list and be good to go. You could check a list and be good to go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it depends. Some birth doulas are going to have something that, you know, they can list out your options and it's literally just check the box that you prefer. Um, that makes it a little bit easier because then you can read the different options. If you don't know what something is, then you can ask about it. Okay. Um, and then they also have an option where you might just sit and have a conversation and then they write it for you. Um, then you go over it and say what you are and are not comfortable with. Um, always remembering that just because you write something down in a birth plan doesn't necessarily mean that that's what you are going to want when you're actually in the labor. And so a really good doula will not hold you to that birth plan. And okay. they will amplify your voice, not take it. Okay. Well, I like that. I, you know, I'm a woman. I change my mind sometimes. Mm -hmm. So Right. Well, and if, especially if you've never experienced childbirth before yeah. or if the birth is going differently than what you expected, maybe you do change your mind on what you want. That's reasonable. Mm -hmm. That's very reasonable. I mean, things happen all the time and you can't always plan for everything. Absolutely. So, mm -hmm. 
All right. So what about physical? You mentioned earlier that they do some physical support. What's that look mm -hmm. like? So for a lot of births, that's going to look like counter pressure. What's that? So um, when you are going through labor, your uterus is going to be squeezing and pushing down. Okay. Um, and then the bottom of your uterus is going to be relaxing, and that can be incredibly uncomfortable. Um, you're going to be having your uh, entire pelvis widening, which could become uncomfortable. Your body is going to be releasing a hormone called relaxin that can make it uncomfortable where everything in your body is going to be doing exactly what relaxin sounds like. It causes everything to relax, which is why a lot of people will kind of start getting flat feet while they're pregnant. You want to wear shoes with a lot of support in them. Um, and so we can just kind of provide counter pressure to kind of push everything back where it goes, where it's more comfortable, mm. um, especially through a contraction where a baby might be pushing against your pelvis and we might be able to like push on your tailbone push on your sacrum, push on your hips and kind of push them together. And that takes away a lot of the discomfort. Okay. Okay. So that sounds pretty, that sounds pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, do, do spouses, husbands, friends who happen to be in the birth room know these techniques that can help? Uh, they might've been taught in the childbirth education class. Um, but if you haven't really received training, sometimes mm -hmm. you can intuitively know. Um, the first time my sister gave birth, she actually would yell, but, and that meant that she wanted us to push on her hips. Mm -hmm. And we thought it was the funniest thing. I was not a doula at the time. Um, and her husband would actually, he started shaking. So he's like, oh my gosh, this is exhausting. I can't do this. <laughs> and now as a doula, I'm like, ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> like, yep, it's Looking exhausting. back on it, I say, man, you needed to work out, man. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then it's also important to make sure that you're pushing on the right places. Mm -hmm. um, and that's one of the things that we'll go over in prenatals. For example, if you have some kind of a back injury or something, then we're not going to want to be pushing on that. Um, if you're having, you know, a lot of um, varicose veins and then sciatica, then we know that, you know, more than likely we're going to be doing a lot of massage on your legs. Um, and so then maybe pushing on your hips isn't going to provide you the most pain relief. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you guys have an arsenal at your disposal of various physical techniques mm -hmm. that are going to really help mm -hmm. a woman manage those contractions. Yeah, absolutely. Or a birthing person. And we're really taught how to um, to pay attention to the client that we have. Mm -hmm. So if you're learning something more generic, then um, maybe you're going to start going immediately to like the most well-known, which is the hip pressure. Mm -hmm. They'll just immediately assume that they're going to respond really well to having, you know, their abdomen lifted or something along those lines. Okay. When actually what's really painful for them is that they've got a lot of fluid retention in their hands and feet and they really need a, you know, a very specific massage to get that going. Mm -hmm. Um, and so what you're doing is actually not providing the level of pain relief that you would be had you learned more about what you're doing than the training. Mm -hmm. So what about emotional? Because I do believe you said something about an emotional component to oh, yeah. a doula's work. Absolutely. Okay. So there has actually been a lot of research. It's not all woo is the term that you hear a lot of people Ooh. use. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Where they say, oh, you know, there's no, there's a lot of research behind mm -hmm. mental state in a birth space and in any space. Mm -hmm. um, they're getting a lot to be said for if you're telling yourself negative versus positive things. Um, I personally love Ina May, and she has a really great way of expressing how we view our bodies, what we can and cannot do, um, and a huge part of doula work. I have an Ina May book right under there. Oh, if fantastic. you want to show it. Yeah, it's right there. Mm -hmm. um, where you either, um, you know, you're looking at something and you're phrasing it in a negative way in your head. 
um, that you could be phrasing, you know, rephrasing it in a positive way. Get yourself a really good mantra. Um, you know, just knowing what your mental blocks might be. And okay. it's very interesting how those blocks do come out physically. And this is something a doula can help you identify what those mental blocks might be mm-hmm. and give you phrases that Absolutely. might Absolutely. And sometimes you have no idea until you're in the birth space. Very true. So you'll have somebody who's struggling to um, dilate or somebody who's struggling with one thing or the other. And you kind of start talking to them, what are you thinking right now? Where is your head at? And they're focusing on the pain or they're afraid to push or um, they're not mentally ready to be a parent and they didn't want to say it until. And when you release that, then you have muscles that relax Mm -hmm. and those tight muscles were keeping baby from coming out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm there, you know, it's more difficult to birth through a tight pelvis. And if you're squeezing those muscles because you're feeling some kind of fear then that's going to slow progress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I, yeah. well, I experienced that myself. So, oh, really? With my third baby. I yeah. did not know that. We can get into that later, but um, <laughs> <laughs> we could definitely get more into that later. So there's also an educational component to a doula's work. Mm-hmm. What does that entail? So doulas are not medical professionals. Okay. So at no point should a doula be giving you medical advice um, or opinion. But what they can do is um, bring up things that you wouldn't have thought of before, present options to you that you did not know were available to you, and refer you to sources that have the correct um, training behind it, the correct uh, medical research, um, such as like an evidence-based birth where she is a nurse with her PhD or something along those lines, ACOG, um, to refer you to the correct sources to find. That way... I'm not searching all over the internet for whatever question I'm posing. Yes. My favorite way to phrase it is you don't know what you don't know. So true. How are you supposed to get online and just intuitively know what to put into the search bar? Absolutely. If you've Mm -hmm. never heard of an induction or if you've never heard of Pitocin, how do you know Mm -hmm. to search for that? Absolutely. So, absolutely. Mm -hmm. How many people just randomly know what an episiotomy is? Mm -hmm. Now, I hear a lot of people say, well, my husband's going to be there. Or, well, my Mm -hmm. best friend's going to be there. Mm -hmm. What does doula support look like if this other person is going to be in the room? Can that that even work? I mean... They they should... Your doula should be including every single person who is in your birth space that you want on your birth team on your birth team. Okay, There's actually so. a lot of positions that you can do for support where I was talking about like, you know, what are we prioritizing? Mm-hmm. Well, then you don't have to prioritize that. So then you've got, you know, maybe their wife is supporting them by pushing on their hips. Um, maybe their mother is supporting them by pushing on the sacrum or doing a foot massage or a head mm-hmm. massage, um, which is then freeing you up to use your tools that only, you know, you have received training in how to use, such as like a TENS machine or nice. a Rebozo. Um, that allows you, they should be incorporated. Um, and especially if you're going to be having a longer labor Mm -hmm. because, um, you know, every birth experience is completely different. You can have a person who gives birth in two hours and then their next birth, they give birth in 30. Um, so if you're going and you're going into these longer births, so you didn't necessarily is going to be longer, maybe having a doula and a partner allows for some trading off so that you don't have the support person then becoming tired. Have you run into partners who are just completely against having a doula in there because they feel like their role is now no longer necessary? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Run into that. Um, But it's actually quite interesting. 
Um, I, I actually did an interview with my husband after I gave birth and I did not know what a doula was the first time that I gave birth. Um, and I kind of sat and I did an interview with him for my childbirth education class. And he said that if I have another baby that he expects to have a doula for him. (laughs) I love that. He says, you've got this, but I needed a doula. I needed somebody telling me what was going on. Even though we took a 12 week long childbirth education class, he needed somebody to support him to make sure he was going to the bathroom and eating. He wanted somebody who uh, told him what to do to help me because I was in pain and he wasn't sure what to do about it. And he wanted somebody to help him with my medical provider because he wasn't sure how to talk to her and he felt very intimidated and he needs a doula next time. I love that. If we choose to have another child. I love that. Well, I'm sure you will have plenty of doulas to uh, pick from. (laughs) Yeah, that's not going to be a problem. (laughs) No. (laughs) All right, so... Um, last on my list is advocacy. Your husband just mentioned how to mm-hmm. talk to the, your medical provider. Medical provider. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully it wasn't for a negative purpose, but in case it was, it was. <laughs> does a doula help with advocacy? Is a doula an advocate? What's that look like? So this is something that is actually a strong, uh, debate within the doula community. Um, for sure. So... It comes, it depends on your doula. It depends on what they've been taught, what their personal feelings are, what they're comfortable with. Um, So Casey Women's Ministry, we actually have a advocacy protocol um, with step-by-step of what our doulas should be doing to first teach our clients how to advocate in the prenatals for themselves Um, running, you know, practicing with them, giving them some key phrases. Um, We, I, teach a whole class on how to communicate without upsetting the medical professionals, not because we're trying to exclude them from the conversation mm-hmm. at all. They are a very necessary part of the birth team. Um, if the person chooses, you know, they have chosen their medical professional, hopefully, um, and want to be, you know, want to have everybody working on the same team to keep peace and safety very in a birth space. Absolutely. Yeah. It is to keep the peace and the safety in the birth space that we kind of develop the communication of as a doula, I see what's happening. I see that advocacy is becoming necessary and I'm going to make you aware because you are not going to be kicked out of a birth space. You know, I, if I bring it up in the same way that possibly you do, there's a different reaction to if it is a doula versus if it is the support person or the birthing person. That's a great point. So just to keep the birth space peaceful. Mm -hmm. However, uh, if you run into something where, um, either it's about to happen and I do something or my client's rights are going to be violated, assault is going to occur of some kind, or, um, they have let me know beforehand that they don't advocate and that's why they want me there. Mm -hmm. Um, then you, I would need to be extremely communicative with them to make sure that I am not, um, essentially advocating for myself by following, you know, a birth plan that they no longer want to stick to or putting my own opinions on their birth. Yeah. There's Um, a fine line there between, mm -hmm. you know, following the wishes of the client who potentially changes and then, you know, putting your own personal biases in place that you haven't even realized you're doing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And something that I have found really interesting Mm -hmm. is when I will have couples that I will work with that will say beforehand 
that they want me to be an advocation voice for them if there is any form of racism. Mm. Um, and I've actually received special training in doing so. And so if I feel or they feel, um, I always want to make sure that they are feeling that I need to do so beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can have that kind of conversation that we've practiced beforehand where nobody knows that we're having that conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and you say, okay, you feel the need for me to advocate. You want me to advocate for you. I have received training in this specific type of advocation and now it's time for me to do so. Nice. So that's a great point of making sure that your doula is trained to advocate in the way you need them to advocate, or at least is knowledgeable Mm -hmm. so that they don't overstep their bounds. And there is a respectful, helpful form of advocacy, and there is a um, unhelpful, um, confrontational form of advocacy, Mm -hmm. and we want to stay away from the second option. Yes. Mm -hmm. So... You have mentioned a few times that a doula does not do certain things. Mm -hmm. Can you go a little more in depth or maybe just list them out? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So as your something that gets confused very often in the birth world is Mm -hmm. uh, doula versus midwife. People, even on Google, if you go to write that you are a birth worker, they assume that you are a midwife and you try to mm-hmm. write yourself as a doula and it says doula slash midwife. Well, and I all, I see those shirts that say mm-hmm. doula at your cervix. No, I should not be at your cervix. That is where the <laughs> midwife or your other form of practitioner goes. Yes. Um, there's more than one type of midwife even, but I am not going to be doing that. I am not catching your baby unless something has gone wrong. So you shouldn't um, be checking my cervix to see I how I am not checking your cervix. I'm not even checking your blood pressure. That's not, there's something called a Montrese doula that has received training in that, but that's a completely separate, they're on their way to becoming a midwife. Um, But they're not going to be doing any kind of medical testing, checking. Um, If you have a birth at home with only a doula, it is unassisted. Um, you You do not have a medical professional in your space if you choose to do that. That is good to know. Mm hmm. That is good to know. And that's something to be considered. Yes, absolutely. Because then you may not have someone who can resuscitate Mm -hmm. potential bad Mm -hmm. happenings. (laughs) Most do. So there are a bunch of different certification Mm -hmm. options if you choose to certify. Mm -hmm. Doulas are not regulated. You do not have to certify to practice as a doula. Um, But most of them are going to require you get at least CPR trained. And you do have to um, take that. There's more than one type of CPR training. And you do have to take the next step and get infant CPR trained. Hopefully, yeah, I was just going to say, hopefully the infant Mm -hmm. CPR. So, And even if you don't necessarily have paid for the certification sheet, Mm -hmm. because I know I I keep up on it. On mine, Mm -hmm. I I take a CPR first aid training yearly. Mm -hmm. I just choose not to purchase my certification for it. Um, Oh, really? mm -hmm. You can take the training without purchasing the certification. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's always something else to keep in mind. But Mm -hmm. it's a great question. Have you been trained in first aid and CPR? Mm -hmm. Should I require it? Yes. But great. That is great information. Um, So what kind of trainings do doulas receive? That is, there's a wide range of different certification practices. Most of them are going to require, you know, attendance of a birth, review from a practitioner of some kind, talking about how well you did, did you work with them, Mm -hmm. Um, a review from the couple that you worked with, if there is a couple, the the birthing person. Um, Generally, they're going to want a review from 
you know, your whole birth team. Mm -hmm. um, some of them require a lot more than one. Some of them only require one. Some of them are taught in a weekend. Um, some of them are taught over months. Uh, it depends. Some um, better known organizations are going to be like Dona. Um, and they're going to require, you know, it takes people years sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, I think they have a two-year limit and then you can apply for an extension but that is how much they require from you for reading attending births attending postpartum mm -hmm. all of those things that is great information mm -hmm. so if you choose to have a doula you can always ask for their certification information or mm -hmm. you know just ask them mm -hmm. if they've taken a training yes and so. that's something really big with covid right now um, some hospitals are requiring that doulas have a certification in order to enter your birth space wow. and, or they are your only support person. That's rough. Mm -hmm. That is rough because I would want my spouse to be there. Mm -hmm. I would need my spouse to be there. Mm -hmm. And then for my spouse and for me, I would love to have a doula there. Mm -hmm. So that's two people. If they're limiting me to one, mm -hmm. how do you make that choice? But that's another conversation. So, <laughs> <laughs> so leading into um, the end of that, oh, I guess we're not quite leading into that one yet. But um, what are the benefits of having a doula? Sorry, I got off my, <laughs> I got a little off oh, track. Oh, you're so fine. <laughs> um, so there, once again, we're, so Casey Women's Ministry is extremely evidence-based. Okay. Um, we like to have a lot of studies backing what, we talk about. So looking at the evidence, looking at um, really good studies um, that has been found that with the use of a doula or consistent trained care, you get 60% less likely to have an epidural, 50% less likely to have a cesarean section, 30% less likely to use any kind of, um, I always pronounce this wrong, um, <laughs> anaglesia? <laughs> analgesics thank you <laughs> because i only read i don't say out loud um 25 shorter labors which is really fantastic when you are in those labors yeah um and 14 percent less likely to have a child than go to the nicu wow. um you're also less likely to get postpartum depression anxiety or any other kind of psychosis um, and you're more likely to have your partner or other support people um, feel comfortable through your labor, as my husband was talking about. And it's actually been found to save you money because you're less likely to have all of those very expensive interventions. Wow. That is, those are some great benefits to a doula. So we are running out of time here. So let's talk real quick about if I want a doula, how much does that cost? It's going to depend on where you are. Okay. Um, and it's also going to depend on your doula's level of training, expertise, mm -hmm. and honestly just how much they kind of value the services that they are providing. You'll find, um, like, we are based out of the mm -hmm. Kansas City metro area, and so there's a wide range where some doulas are charging, like, $500 for their services. Mm -hmm. Some are charging $1,200 for their services. Um, and so just going in and seeing what works for you some like we offer services on a sliding scale. We mm -hmm. also have partnerships where we're providing births at no cost for you know like homeless women, women who have experienced domestic abuse, those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. um, so there is a wide range, 
Um, I know that in some areas where, you know, you're in the middle of a high population area, you're going to have doulas that are charging like $2,000 a birth, $2,500 a birth. Um, so wow. it depends on where you're at. Okay. That is great to know. Mm -hmm. So if I were to choose Casey Women's Ministry, how would I hire my doula? So what you're going to be doing through Casey Women's Ministry is you actually get a team. So, um, something that we've really identified the, to be helpful. Real quick though, if I have a team of doulas, does that mean they go on an on-call rotation and I don't know who's coming? You're, you're going to know who's coming. <laughs> okay. So you're okay. going to work with two women very, very closely instead of just one woman very, very closely. Oh, okay. So I get to know two people and mm -hmm. I tell both of them my plans and what mm -hmm. I want. Absolutely. And, okay. and you, they will communicate with each other with your permission um, so that what you tell one of them, they're going to tell the other. Okay. There is a group chat that you will be communicating on. Um, and basically what that is for and is that you won't have somebody walking into your birth space that you have not chosen, have not personally met as what can happen with doulas that are working on their own. Mm -hmm. They will actually choose a backup just in case they get sick, their car breaks down. I mean, things happen. Mm -hmm. um, they might take more than one birth in a month, um, which, you know, you're going to need to do if you're going to be supporting yourself. On, Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of people, they are supporting their families as doulas. Mm -hmm. And so they're going to need to take more than one birth a month. Um, and I know I have attended a birth where another one of my clients went into labor. Um, and then my teammate was able to go to the other labor and she did not have a stranger walking into her birth space. Well, that's that's great for that continuity of care, which mm -hmm. is why you would choose to have a doula. Absolutely. So now as we wrap up, do you have anywhere that we can go to find the evidence that you've referred to? We have it on our website at okay. kcwomensministry.org. And then, I mean, you can honestly find the benefits of a doula. Just type it into your preferred search mm -hmm. engine and it's going to pop up everywhere. Um, you're, obviously, Dona has great information on it. Evidence-based birth okay. has evidence on it. ACOG has evidence on it. I mean, who supports doulas? They literally came out with a Who statement. is in the WHO, Yes, right? okay. the WHO. What about the CDC? Yes. <laughs> um, I believe that it was, um, a, was it the American Pediatrics Association? Um, they came out with a statement um, that was actually saying that doulas are essential in birth spaces when they started being mm. barred at the beginning of COVID, um, where they actually came out to speak about how essential we are to our clients, which was just, yeah. I, I mean, it's... Wow. They've, there's literally articles in the Washington Post about how the evidence behind That's fantastic. doulas. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for sitting down with me today, Kristen. I really Absolutely. enjoyed it. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Again, you can find us at on Facebook, Instagram, we're even on MeWe now, YouTube, <laughs> and TikTok. Our handle is at Casey Women's Ministry. And we would be honored if you followed us, mm -hmm. if you subscribe. And we now have a Patreon account, so please go subscribe and your donations help to support each and every one of our clients, um, especially those through our partnerships, which, um, as Kristen mentioned, are mm -hmm. homeless or very low income individuals who mm -hmm. need help and support. We, we mm -hmm. offer help and support for pregnant teen moms all over the place. So mm -hmm. follow us and yeah, thank you so much. Thank you.
Thank you for hanging out with us. We loved having you here. Don't forget to hit that like button because you know we deserve it. Leave a comment to let us know why. And since you enjoy this video so much, go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel. While you're at it, click the notification icon so you're alerted to all of our future content. Your participation and constructive feedback helps us grow and shapes our community that you can be a part of. Be sure to follow us on all of our socials so you can stay in the loop for upcoming videos, live events, fundraisers, and Patreon goodies. As you know, the details will be found in the description below. Thanks for watching, and we can't wait to see you in our next video.